Welcome back, everybody, to Pick and Roll, the NBA betting show on the board YouTube channel where we've been amassing tons of profit this season. We are celebrating another sweep day yesterday, 3-0 and on yesterday's picks. That includes the big SGP banger plus 375 odds in that Rockets-Mavericks game. So 3.88 units of profit from yesterday alone. If you guys have been cashing in on the picks with us this season, you got to be making sure you smash the like button, support the show. It's the easiest way to help us land on some more YouTube recommended pages and find some new people to come and support the channel. And as always, to keep up to date with all of our content, you can subscribe to the channel. So let's quickly have a look at where we have been this season as far as the profit is concerned before we go into the two plays we have today at BetMGM. So we've amassed at, on the show as a whole, 21 units of profit combining with last year. I think we finished the season at about eight units of profit last season. So we're up 13 units this season. We're posing a 6.1% ROI, some amazing numbers here. And we'll go to the recap of the previous day's plays. Once we give you today's free picks, um, let's try to get 100 likes on today's stream. Once again, we're already halfway there. No bonus bet today, but we appreciate the support. Nonetheless, let's go to the first play. We're going to the Jazz and the Grizzlies. We're going with Desmond Bain, 20-plus points. We're going with Desmond Bain, over three-and-a-half assists. And we're going to Jordan Clarkson, 15-plus points. That combines for minus 110 odds at BetMGM. In the second play, we are going to be going to the Wizards and the Magic. We like betting against the Wizards. We're taking Paolo Bancaro, 20-plus points and Orlando on the alternate spread at minus two and a half. That's minus 120 at BetMGM. All right, first play. Bain, Clarkson, Pibbs, tell us about this play and why we're betting it today. So the first part is obviously the Bain. If you take a look, these two teams already played twice this season. First game was a huge blowout, and the second one was a close game. In the first game they played, uh, Bain scored 21 points in 27 minutes and didn't play fourth quarter. Second game, he scored 37 points, followed by with eight assists in a close game. So with this Memphis team being so on players, so many players down, Bain is by far the by far the first scoring option of, of the, on this team. And now with the smart injury, some playmaking. Uh, this and he covered this line in eight assist line. He covered this assist line in eight straight games. So yeah, it's it's just a good matchup. And the last game, eight uh, assist against Utah Jazz. They do some zone, some driving kicks for easy for easy. So yeah, with ball in his hand, he should get a huge usage, both and potential assists and scoring field goal attempts. And Utah plays pretty fast. So, yeah, Bain, Bain part of this bet is pretty simple. And also Jordan Clarkson, too. Like, Lowry Markman is out. Last two games against the Memphis, huge blowout, scored 20 points. Second game, close game, 26 points. Lowry played in both of those games. Clarkson still, still covered. Without Lowry, Clarkson is the best player, first scoring option. And Memphis defense is not that good, especially for players type of Jordan Clarkson that, that are shooting a lot. And yeah, this is just two teams with 
below average defense, high pace games, and single coverage should be a great spot for Devin Bain and, and Jordan Clarks. All right, great stuff there on the first play. Uh, let's go to that second play now. We have Bancaro, 20-plus, and Magic, minus 2.5. Uh, talk to us why we're fading the Wizards once again. I mean, like, I I wanted to bet uh, Bancaro over the straight line, but do we proud the process of doing it? I, I realized that I'm afraid of a blowout. So, like, okay, so then I'll just combine these two on a little bit lower line. But Orlando Magic are currently playing insane. So they won against the Bucks, then had a, had a loss one, and then then won eight straight games. Won twice against the Bulls, won against the Pacers, blown out the Raptors, won against the Denver, blown out the Boston Celtics, blown out the Hornets. Like they are playing legit great basketball. And on the other side, we we have Wizards who had <laughs> a stretch where they lost nine in a row, and then. They beat uh, the, the worst team in the league, the Detroit Pistons. So, yeah, they are not quite good. And it's a tough matchup for, for, for Kyle Kuzma. It's a tough matchup for everyone on, the, on, this, on this team. Like, Jordan Poole will, will be going against Jalen Sachs. That, that's very difficult matchup for Jordan Poole. Kuzma will also be in a difficult matchup, probably against Franz Wagner. So, yeah, I don't see how Wizards can score efficiently in this game to win. And on the other side, Magic are just... Magic bench should molest this Wizards bench unit. So, I expect this like to be third quarter cash for Bancaro and the, the double-digit lead at that point for for, for Orlando Magic. So, I, I like great spot against, against the Wizards. Yeah, so so for these plays, as always, you can shop around, find potentially find some better numbers. We're tracking them for MGM. First one, definitely ESPN bet is going to be better. Second one, ESPN bet doesn't offer the same alternative line, so you won't be able to get the second one at uh, at ESPN. But perhaps another place you can always shop around. They have like three six five is an option. FanDuel is an option to reach and make sure you're signed up to these sportsbooks so that no matter where we're placing these bets. You have it available at your disposal to get the best price. Once again, we preach an odds comparison tool like BetStamp for all of your sports betting. But to have all of the sports available in your region at your disposal, you can use our sign-up link with the QR code in the top right corner of the screen. Or you can use our BetStamp sign-up link in the link in the description or the one that's pinned in chat. BetStamp.app slash the board. Easiest way to improve your sports better to maximize your profits by line shopping. More, more, more profits on your winners less loss on your losing plays. All right, let's talk about the recap of yesterday's bets. It was quite a sweaty day. Listen, we'll take the 3-0 day, of course. It was an amazing day for the show, but it was a little bit sweaty at times. First, well, let's go to the first play. This one was not a sweat. This one, to my knowledge, was quite comfortable. We have Evan Mobley, Darius Gone, and Max Struess on the overs. Uh, yeah, tell us about this one, first of all. I mean, it was the first cup cash, so it's kind of no kind of was easy, no sweat, like completely opposite from the other, from the other bets. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. nothing really to go over there. Then <laughs> that easy. Uh, uh, why we? Is... Yeah, let's take our time was... on this. One. The Shea one was pretty crazy. Yeah, but it was kind of interesting because Shea was at the scorer's table for like almost three minutes 
and there was not that ball in, in the game. And he came back with five minutes left in a very close game, which is super weird. I expected him to come back with eight minutes left. And then you have Shea in a close game with eight minutes left, needed three points. So, like, that's like no sweat at all. But then he came back with five minutes left, two empty possessions, a bunch of uh, rebounds, offensive rebounds for, for the Wolves. So there wasn't opportunity to score. Then he decided to take over last three minutes, scored one mid-range shot, then missed layup. And yeah, uh, some offensive rebounds from Wolves, again, shooting free throws. And yeah, I was afraid they'll go for a three, and that's not the Shea shot. But he still ended up going driving to the rim, getting a wide open layup. They let him get the layup because they were preventing the threes. And yeah, he, he ended up even getting another shot that he missed. So it was interesting, the game, very, very weird. But Shea always delivers in the fourth if he's even anywhere near close. So, yeah, just like last Yeah, dunk was like less than 20 seconds. Like, wasn't it like five seconds or something left in the game when he when he dunked it? I don't know what it was, but unfortunately it goes like over. 15 seconds. Later, yeah. Okay, goes over very late by one and a half points. We take it. The big winner on the day is the plus 375 SGP, six legs. This one, we sweat down to the wire. Most of it was comfy all the way through. The only leg that wasn't was the Doncic assist. He got nine assists in the end. I think he had nine with like four minutes to go. Never quite got over the line. Uh, This was a bit too late for myself. I was not watching this, but people in the chat we're saying that he drove, popped it back up twice, and players went for the extra pass. So, uh, Pibbs, you were watching. Why don't you tell us about this one? I mean, it was very sweaty, but it shouldn't be. Like, Dortich had 11 potential assists in that game. So, one of the lowest potential assist games of the season. They just didn't miss anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's insane. And some of the assists were, like, that, well, that shouldn't be an assist. So he will like pass to Kyrie. Kyrie will cro- cross one player, drive to the rim like for like 25 feet and make a layup. And it was like Luka Doncic assist. Like it, it is some crazy stuff. So I, I, I actually, for some assist, I actually thought they, 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 they will like take it away later. They didn't, but he still uh, stayed at nine, waiting to the game. He was just isolating, wasting time and shooting threes. Kyrie got a little bit like some crazy hero shots from Kyrie Irving late into the game. So it helped a lot. And also that uh, the Rockets were down, so they were fouling late. So there was there were there weren't even a chance for him to get it like last two minutes. Yeah. So that was the great great. Everything else easy, smooth, like AGP, big AGP is going crazy. Like even the two misses, we were like very close. On hitting, so yeah, when you bet so many legs, one or two were a bit close and a sweaty one. So yeah, we take it. Uh, amazing season so far. So far in the season, we're up fifteen and a quarter units, which is amazing. We're twenty six percent on the ROI. So my goodness, everybody, if you are watching the show and you are tailing these picks, the least you can do is hit the like button, subscribe, and perhaps tell a friend. Uh, we have. Keith saying that Pips, you're paying for Keith's wedding, and feel free to come <laughs> down to the states and attend the wedding. 
So uh, whichever, however way we're helping you out, whether it's building bankroll, whether you know you've cashed out on some of this and use it for whatever, um, you know, this is, we just we're just looking for the support. All of this is given out completely for free. Support the board. Support the hammer betting network. All right, let's talk about some of those games yesterday. We had some in-season tournament implications involved, of course, with these games. One in particular involved the Golden State Warriors. They've struggled this season. They're now 8-10 and 10 on the season. They needed to beat the Kings by 12 points yesterday to advance in the in-season tournament. They were up 19 at half. Looked like they had a great chance to win by 12 or more and advance on point differential, but they lost this game outright to the Kings. Where has it been going wrong the most this season for the Golden State Warriors? So far, Steph Curry didn't have any support. Like he was very like by far the best player on the team. Like no one was even close. And even in the last game, you can see, you saw like Clay Thompson. Like, what are you doing? Like some shots that he's taking and everyone else on the team is just complete garbage. And last game, finally Wiggins showed up, but their defense wasn't great. Damon Green was missing some games this season. When he's playing, he's not playing great. I mean, like, they would be even worse if they didn't have a good contribution from their bench. So, like, Sharks playing great. Uh, Chris Paul did some good stuff there. And, yeah, like, Curry fell off last couple of games. So, if you look at the Steph Curry uh, uh, efficiency, uh, over the last eight games, he shot 40% or worse in six out of the last eight. So, like, he was early in the season, he was doing a bit of everything. No one else joined. Now, someone else joined. He declined in the efficiency. So, it's it's difficult for, for, for them. Like, the no, no consistency. And, yeah, it's just... I mean, they're playing also... Like, they're losing games against good teams. They lost against the Kings. They lost against the Suns. They lost against the Thunder, Wolves, Denver. I mean, like, those are teams that are probably on the same level or better than them. So, like, they are not, like, losing to some terrible teams. They won their easy games. They won against the Spurs. They won against, even against the Rockets. They won against Pistons. Like, there is no any embarrassing loss so far this season. They lost to good or better teams. They are not, like, allied teams. And they're like on the season looking there. I had had them like seven, eight, six, five best team on the West. And currently they are a bit below that, but nothing crazy. Especially when you see Curry missed some games, Draymond missed a lot of games. Clay Thompson is, I don't know what to say, but he's underperforming by far. Maybe that's not even underperforming at all. Vigant was. Terrible until the last game. He had like 10 points average. But yeah, they are like looking like they are washed now. Like a couple of old guys that yeah. are not that great anymore. Wiggins completely lost his athleticism. I don't know what's going on with him, but like Damon Green doesn't look great. Clay Thompson doesn't look great. Wiggins doesn't look great. Steph kind of last couple of games had some troubles with efficiency. So, yeah, not, not looking great for them. They have a good battle for the playoffs card. Yeah, uh, Clay looks Clay looks cooked, in my opinion, out there. Uh, it's, it's He's lost the his problem step for sure. I'll, sorry, but the problem is Clay. He still thinks he's that guy. Like, he'll take some unbelievable, terrible shot late into the game to sell the games. 
then like come on like you just beast you should be like put up shooter and that's it like yeah like it's accept that you are not that guy anymore taking away shot from way more efficient players and taking away shot from step i mean most of them lost this game it's a single possession late into the game when like they lost like five games with less than four point spread that's where they play they can play thompson crazy stuff doing and I smell a big trade on the way because no way they're just gonna let this dynasty fizzle out like this. I I smell, I smell a big trade. I think Kaminga is gonna be the piece they dangle to a lot of different NBA teams. That I don't land think that lands in like a massive trade, but I think that's the player they're gonna try to move. What, what do you think? Yeah, I think that's possible. Also. Like moving away from Biggins could be also a good thing because now he doesn't look like an NBA starter. Moses Moody is also a very fine player. I yeah, think yeah. most teams would look forward to get like even the Raptors. Like I don't know, not saying that it should be in a trade, but he could they could use some players like uh, Moody or someone. So yeah, I would think that a maybe Siakam like... for <laughs> Siakam to the Golden State. <laughs> I was about to say, I, I was about to say, Siakam could be a guy they target just because expiring contract frees up some salary at the end of the season. But for the rest of the season, like, his, give Siakam the spacing that Curry provides. Oh my goodness! Yeah, the the, the pit is great for Siakam, and you can play Draymond at five, Siakam at four, and then three good great shooters around them. It will look great, amazing, and yeah, I think the, the, I think the, the one of main targets should be Siakam for them, for yeah, sure. It ha- and it also, be... Raptors could use Pojinski, Moody, and like some of these players will do great on, on the Raptors. Yeah, it would really help kickstart a necessary retool in Toronto, but I'm not sure the front office is convinced of that possible retool. So we'll have to see. I don't need to go into all my Raptors stuff today. Let's talk about the in-season tournament quarterfinals. So the bracket is set. It's Celtics Pacers, Pelicans Kings, Knicks Bucks, and Suns Lakers. Uh, Any thoughts, Pips, on who you could see getting through and winning this whole thing? Which is very foreign, of course, this tournament, but what do you think? Suns and uh, Boston finals should be there. Suns with healthy Booker, KD, and Nurkic, Eric Gordon playing tremendous, Grayson Allen, some of the defensive guys. Suns are a great team. Yeah, they've been, I mean, they've been on fire. Uh, Devin Booker is mean, yeah. pretty sensational position. Bradley Beal isn't even really playing yet. And I'll say I I love this incident tournament. It's it just you can if you watch like throughout the entire week, you can notice uptake in energy and hustling and and just doing a lot way more way more on the in season tournament days like Tuesday and Friday where like more minutes for players, better defense, more hustle plays. So yeah, I think players settled well with this in season tournament. Uh, so somebody correct me if I'm wrong. I believe the quarterfinals count towards the the overall season record because every NBA team who got eliminated has two extra games. So I think there is a quarterfinal game that counts. If you advance, the semifinal game counts. And I think you get an extra game if you lose your quarterfinals. So you make up the two games. I think the only game that wouldn't count towards the regular season record is the championship game. But in that case, 
every player makes five hundred thousand dollars if they win that game. So there's going to be motivation to play that game regardless. I mean, so. some players like Lillard said, like it's not up to us. We are playing for our bench guys. That five k, five hundred thousand yeah. is a lot for them. And I really like that idea. And I think most of the players in the NBA will look up to it. Maybe not for themselves, but for their friends on the bench. Think about uh, the coaching staff as well. That's uh, that line. Unless you're Monty Williams and one of the most expensive coaches of all time, <laughs> you you could use that extra 500k in your pocket 100%. Like, I think they've done well the in-season tournament. Uh, I yeah. like as well that the games, like it's a regular season game, but it just has a little bit more meaning to it. And you know, you get games like where, that, well. What's your opinion of the point differential? Because point differential yesterday affected the Celtics game quite a bit. They needed to beat the Bulls by 23. They're up 32 with seven minutes left and were hacking Andre Drummond at half court. And <laughs> Missoula had to literally explain to Billy Donovan that, like, we need to win this game by 23. So we need to win. We need to blow you guys out. How do you feel about point differential? Obviously, you're European, so you're more accustomed to point differential uh, i'm a soccer fan so i'm more cousin to it but a lot of the american audience has never experienced this before so what's your take on it i mean that was kind of extreme kate for the hacking is drummond and i understand being frustrated by that stuff but i mean i love it and I, i'm always yeah. fun like play the game till the end like if it's a, like 30 points game of course you won't go out there and score on the last possession if it, it doesn't matter yeah. But if you do, I'm okay with it. Like, just play it in the last possession. Like, it's 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 48 minutes game, and why not? Like, have you ever seen like any other sport game where it's like 2-0 and some other teams 3-0 stops trying? Like, that's a rare thing. Like, it's always like, yeah. and this, especially for some guys that like. So, um, it's a blowout and it's two minutes left, and you bring in guys that never plays. And now they, these guys should like stop playing in in one in the last minute, like so they played for like one minute in the like in the last thirty days. Like, come on, like why would you yeah. do? Why would you even want that for these guys? Like, they let them play. They're two minutes. They're two minutes. Like, yeah, I, I just don't know. Like, I, I, I'm, a, I'm fine. If if you have a problem, like as an opposition team with point differential, number one, like just be better and not lose by thirty. You don't have to worry about that. Uh, number two, if you're Andre Drummond exactly. getting hacked at half court with seven minutes left, maybe you should work on some free throws a little bit. Um, yeah, like the Bulls have been pissed off about it, but you're getting blown out every game. Make the game closer and this stuff wouldn't matter. I, I, I don't really know what to say. Uh, I, I also, at halftime, that Celtics spread was minus 22 and a half. I'm like, like Alan, I saw that well, the Celtics need to win by 23. This is the most motivated they're ever going to be to cover that spread. So I played that at halftime as well that was that was a bit of a wild ride but yeah that's um i agree on point differential i it, it's just they have to have it that tiebreaker for the groups as a whole like just the individual groups head to head is the first tiebreaker it's when you go cross group for the wild cards that point differential does come into play so uh mostly it's just about beating the other teams so they gotta have the tiebreakers in some way but i'm excited first time i think I don't think NBA's ever had single elimination games before, uh, unless like way back in the playoffs, if it started out like that, I'm not aware of that. So this will be a, uh, a really fun elimination bracket. Hopefully the teams show up and very much looks like there looks like that these teams are motivated to play, which was a bit of a concern. All right. That's all we have for today. Let's recap the two picks that we gave out on the show. 
Reminder, we're up 21 units on the uh, as a whole on the show. We're up 15 units on the season. You guys have been tailing. You guys have been cashing. Smash that like button. Subscribe to the channel. Maybe tell a friend or family member about this one. Really appreciate all the support we've had. We've had like a big string of episodes where we get 100 plus likes. We're four likes away from that number today. So let's hit that before we check out for the day. But the two plays that we have, first of all, Jazz Grizzlies. We have Bain, 20 plus points and over three and a half assists. We have Clarkson, 15 plus points for minus 110 odds at BetMGM. Second play, we're going to the Wizards and the Magic game. We have a minus 120 SGP at BetMGM. Bancaro, 20 plus points. And the Orlando Magic alternate spread at minus two and a half. That has been your show for today. We just hit 100 likes. Thank you so much, everybody. Tomorrow, it's a double header on the channel. Me and Pips are back here, 11:30 a.m. Eastern time for pick and roll. Me and Kirk Evans back tomorrow, 2:30, to talk about maybe some futures betting, but the biggest takeaways from the week in the NBA. So exciting stuff tomorrow. We hope to see you there. But thank you for another great episode. Me and Pips are back here tomorrow. We hope to see you then.